0: Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry, where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk, but if not... Then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. welcome livestock friends to this edition of before the bid podcast now my guest i don't think i told him that this is the first one that we're recording here for the fall of 2021 and i'm excited about the guests that i have on here for this edition and uh, i have a third generation livestock producer on the phone with me here and he also is into the row crop and also he does some hay does some custom hay he says he needs all that to uh feed some of those cattle and then selling some of that. He's a Blackhawk attendee or was a Blackhawk attendee. Also, he attended Oklahoma State and so graduated from there and was able to come back home and start and continue this livestock production that they have there. And I am talking to uh, a guy from Line Show Cattle in Seton, Illinois, and I'm talking to AJ Line here. And AJ and I have been talking a little bit here to get this one set up and uh, really enjoy this guy and the the things that he has to say and the things that he has to tell you and i want to tell you they have a sale on sc and that sale is going to be on september 7th if you are are an early looker on sc you'll see that there was a sale on september 7th and september 8th but they have combined those two sales and they're going to have one sale on september 7th and put the females in that sale as well so really uh, excited to talk to my guest on this edition aj line and aj uh warm out there in illinois and and you guys got your pictures done yesterday the day before we we're recording this and and man that had to be a hot one to get all those done
1: yeah we were really excited Dad. actually it wasn't that bad we caught a break in the weather that day awesome. it's uh it's, it was a lot better than what it sounds like we're going to get this week so we were pretty fortunate
0: well that's that's good and kind of interesting how it gets hot right here and and those sale picture days and and video days sometimes uh sometimes you don't get to plan it very well and and you got to do it when it's when it's hot or not right
1: yeah you're fortunate we we caught a nice little rain this morning caught about eight cents and stuff and we're fortunate for that but you know after that it's going to get hot for four or five days in a row right that humidity here is not fun sometimes (laughs)
0: yeah it can uh it can be a problem so aj third generation livestock producer if you would start us out how did how did you guys get started and and get started with line show cattle and row crop operation and the hay operation and things uh where where did all that begin
1: i guess i start with my my grandpa john honestly he was a farmer he would rent crop ground 50 50 from uh landowners and whatnot and always had a, some pigs that he farrowed out and Fed on the side and did that, always had a couple cows here and there. And when my, my dad had the opportunity to to uh, take on another landlord, some pastor actually came up and he was able to, you know, start expanding the livestock operation, you know, buying some key cattle, I think he had bought back in the day and started off with some Angus cattle there. Mm-hmm. I know him and Moose Johnson used to do some work like that. Burleson Farms here around here, are both Angus operations. Mm-hmm. He had opportunity to buy some cows at that 50 fifty fifty, and he started AI in some of those cows and just making better females out of the Mangus and Key. And I know back in the '90s, he would take two bulls to Louisville and whatnot. I think they won a Key division maybe down there one time. He doesn't talk much about it, but mm-hmm.
0: now when you talk to Keys, are we talking the great big Keys, or, or was that kind of when they came I back? I think
1: down? it was a black Key bull. To be honest, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd have to ask him. We—I remember him talking about it when I was younger. But uh, yeah, I—I I honestly don't know much more about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So no, I remember he—he started off with some keys and some Angus cows, and I always remember some Angus cows like Truck Angus he used to have when I was a kid. He'd say the a three forty-five that we had, just stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, he started off AIing from those. And it's funny, I actually have his. His AI books I found in a an uh, old drawer there the other day. Oh, I, wow. I have never seen them, and I found them about two months ago, of some of that old stuff he was AI into back in 2003 and 2004 and 2005. I just haven't had the opportunity to run through them yet. They were pretty cool. I just thumbed through them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm anxious to go through there when I get a minute here after getting these sale pictures done and get a break.
0: You didn't go through them enough so you don't remember any of those bulls?
1: Oh, I remember seeing like Playmate a bunch. Uh-huh. There and oh, there was quite a bit of heat wave. Oh yeah, okay. Heat speaker, uh huh. Stuff like that that he was taking to these cows.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, that's...
1: and and just taking some other Angus bulls too. I remember some easy cabin stuff that was in there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just I I'd have to throw him through it again. Like I said, to be honest. Right. right. He had about forty cows there at the time, and we had an opportunity to pick up another pasture, and we picked that up and sooner than later we were up to 80 90 cows there by 2006 and 7 and uh you know we stayed right there at about that 100 120 mark till i'd say we got to about 2012 or 14 and we started to get just a few more each year Mm -hmm. and uh, i think i think in 2018 is probably the first year we broke over 200 cows that we'd uh calve out and have around here all year long like mama cows and feed in the winter so Mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting for me and my goal is one day to get to 500 which dad keeps shaking his head but <laughs> think of a guy who just keeps uh trying to pick up pastures here and there that are nice size that can happen one day and it's baby steps you can't take big leaps and whatnot so
0: right and those young guys those young guys make their dad shake their heads don't they
1: <laughs> yeah no kid i give him a few gray hairs i know i do
0: <laughs> right
1: but he keeps on plugging along
0: so these 200 cows are—are are we breeding Angus cattle? Are you breeding show cattle?
1: What? There's about—I'd say there's 220 mama cows running around here that will calve out this winter. A lot of those, I'd say, about 120 of them are recip cows that we uh, transfer eggs in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We transfer, I'd say, about 130 to 40 eggs here a year,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and uh, a lot of the other cows that rest in 100 to 110 are AI cows and there's about a three month span where we are pretty strict grant and Malone and dad and i are very strict on watching heat morning and night mm-hmm. it'll take up a lot of time in a hurry
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it's a lot of Maine cows around here i think those cross really well with what we're trying to do with making show steers
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh having some angus in them cows obviously helps for you know structure and getting some depth of body and have a lot of Cimitol cows. I'd say we AI about forty to fifty Cimitol cows each spring. Mhm. Uh really like doing that, making a lot of half bloods and purebred I think those make awesome mamas just in terms of their their mothering ability, their their stoutness, their foot foot size, bone, rib cage. Mm-hmm. Really like that about them semis. Mhm.
0: Now was the, the show cattle thing, was that your your thing to, to push to or, or was that what your dad was in?
1: Dad's always AI'd for some show cows. Probably back as far as I can remember, as back as about 2004, I'd have been about eight or nine years old when Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, he's trying to make something here with these. These these ain't just like commercial cattle and stuff, you know. He's like Mm -hmm. AIing them and doing all that stuff where I started to kind of learn what that was.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, in 2008, I remember him and Jim Bloomberg owned a cow together. They called Mary, which Mm -hmm. they resold at one point. There had been a guy come through, uh, Wade Rogers, which. Everyone knows RCC, sure. cattle company, and the cattle deal He's won. He's got a great reputation for himself
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the bulls and selling show steers. And he'd come through there. And I remember 2008, bought three steers from dad for a pretty good chunk of change. I remember one of them, I would have went and won the Indiana State Fair. Mm-hmm. One of them would have been reserve in Iowa that year. In 2008, those were actually split embryo brothers.
0: Oh, wow. Then
1: Heat Wave Mary's. Yep, and they were broccoli headed too, just like a couple of these other ones at the sale are. Mm -hmm. That was a cool time to kind of remember that. I was just kind of old enough to really remember that, and that was really, really cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, did he let you show any of these?
1: No, I didn't, actually. Dad had had told him. Dad was always big on selling the ones that we raised, and he'd always go find and buy something. They always figured if uh, you showed the one you raised, no one would want to come look at your stuff and buy your stuff because you're just keeping the best ones.
0: Right. Right. So we've
1: always had the motto, we sell everything we raise.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And Dad would always go over to traders like Todd Caldwell and you know Wade Rogers and buy from other places. He'd go out west to South Dakota, Nebraska, and look for three or four days every year. Him and Jason Rader would, Mm -hmm. trying to find show steers. I remember my first year ever going out there, they flew me out to uh, Nick Ryman at the time when he was actually still alive. We'd buy quite a few show steers from there. He was a, a great cattleman. He actually lost his life in an airplane crash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They are coming home from a sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to do a lot of business with him and fly out there. I remember those days. They were awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll bet.
1: You definitely remember your first days in uh, South Dakota looking at all them cows out there.
0: Right, right. Cow country. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess you had some success then growing up showing showing some cattle as well then.
1: I was very fortunate that my dad was very stubborn-headed and competitive. <laughs> he did not like losing. I remember as a kid, Dad, you would get fired up sometimes. And I'm pretty, honestly, i I call myself just a little bit calmer than my dad mm-hmm. at shows. I'm, I'm able to kind of shake my head and walk on to the next one. He don't like losing. Right, right. So that was, that was a learning experience growing up for dang sure. But, no, I was very fortunate. He had a great eye. I wouldn't know what I know today and what I see in cattle if it wasn't for Dad. And just seeing the cattle that he was able to pick out and come back here and feed. Me and him maybe didn't talk about cattle, like, all the time. But I could just see the kind that he picked out, you know. And, and we definitely we talked about him enough with feeding and stuff like that. I wasn't just able to go with him and pick out them cattle. I was always playing sports in high school. That would had me busy, busy. While mom was running me around about every night of the week the different sports, because dad wanted me to be a, he thought I could be a pro baseball player, and I was like, you're freaking nuts. <laughs> we was going to baseball lessons three, four nights a week, and I was like, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I love baseball, but right. boy, it's a very slim percentage of them play, that play people that go pro in that deal and make a living off it.
0: Right, right. Much like the cattle deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I was committed to go play baseball. About uh, a few weeks before, I was about to start freshman year of college, and Dan Hogue actually called me, talked to my dad, and he was like, you really think you're going to go pro in baseball? And I was like, honestly, oh, probably not, but Dad thinks I am. He said, why don't you come here and go to Blackhawk and judge for me? And I said, that's fine. I'll go ahead and do that. And I i, che- I turned my head that day and signed and went to Blackhawk.
0: Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. Yes. That was dang cool. <laughs> that's that's neat. Two great opportunities.
1: Yeah, it did. It was awesome. I met so many people. I, that's when I kind of decided I, you know, wanted to be involved in the farming part of the aspect of our our operation and come back and try to make our cattle herd a lot better and just improve from year to year. Honestly, that's my biggest goal: just to make our cows better and more consistent mm-hmm. from the bottom line and just try to create a couple of them cow families that I think are really powerful. Obviously, I think a lot of these steers were selling these cow families are, you know, they just didn't happen overnight. We've been breeding and picking out these cows that in sales and over the years and build this cow herd up.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a great history lesson there and, and kind of lead us into the next segment here. All, all your success and, and all your breeding and that sort of thing. Why, uh, sounds like it really kind of paid off this year and yeah, here in the recent past.
1: Last year we had a, we had kind of my, honestly, my, I'd call it my first year having my own sale Kind of with a lot of the cattle that I went around and gathered by myself. Mm-hmm. Very fortunate to sell a, a steer very very high last year for my first year. I sold him to 30, 000, for thirty thousand to Todd Caldwell, and he ended up actually just being a third overall steer at our uh, state fair the other day here in Illinois.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he went to a very good family, uh, the Ellerbrock family. Cash and Ellerbrock would have shown him,
2: mm-hmm. sure.
1: and they did an awesome job with that calf this summer. Got him hairy and chubby, and the way that calf needed to be looking, he was dressed to the nines at State Fair, and that was just a really good show that day, and that's where he fell. Mm-hmm. There was other, there were several other steers. We just had a steer that was reserve uh, uh, bronze division actually Sunday, yesterday in uh, that Cattle Bonanza in Indiana. He mm-hmm. would have been a steer the uh, the Hill family would have bought out of there sure. last year. He was a very nice calf to feed all summer.
0: You had success in Missouri as well, right?
1: Yeah, that would have. That would have been actually one I bought that calf off a Facebook Facebook picture. Oh wow! A girl posted that in a comment on I think it was the uh, I think it was everything is show cattle or something like that, and on a Facebook uh, account deal where people post cattle in there and sell them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, I clicked on that there, and she had that walks alone steer. His actually his May picture was put up, and it was August at that time. And I was like, Damn, that's a baby calf right there. I wonder what age that thing is. He just looks. Really hairy and fuzzy, and just looked like a, a nice club calf, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: she'd sent me, she'd sent me uh, a, some videos the next day. I'd contacted her and asked her if I get some videos, and she sent them the next day. And it was just this really sound, big-bodied, easy feeding type of walk. alone He looked he looked like he had some muscle to him, and she offered him fifteen hundred bucks, and I didn't, I didn't <laughs> argue with her one bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> I uh, I sent a kid by the name of Robert Shoal to pick up that calf the next day there in Kansas and he was in a little pen by himself. He backed up there, loaded him up, got that thing home, and I I was pretty tickled pink to be honest with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He actually got bought by a, a man named Kendall Bremer at first, and then sold to Blaine Rogers there in Missouri. Yep, that that'd be the steer that just won the uh, Missouri State Fair the other day.
0: Oh, that's really neat.
1: Yeah, he's got a pretty neat little story. I got the, I bought the pair off the, the old rancher this uh, spring. To be honest with you, I thought that calf was really good, and I thought I could add that cow to my cow battery, mm-hmm. and uh, do some good things with her. Mm-hmm. I'll have quite a few embryos coming out of her next year.
0: Good, not bred the same way. Uh,
1: actually, they'll be out of my my here we go bull. Okay. Yeah, I thought, you know, taking a really really good cow like that, I might as well take him to try my bull out on her, and obviously she works. Mm-hmm. On uh, clubby bowls. And so I thought that pair would be nice, to be honest with you. I'm excited for those to come next February. I think they'd be coming
0: good yeah we'll talk about those bulls here in, in just a little bit if you go to the line show cattle facebook page you guys have got some other pictures up there of of some successes that that you guys have had this summer and state fairs.
1: yeah there's a bunch of them in there we had the uh we were fortunate enough to have the reserve steer at north dakota this year fifth overall steer there at california youth expo that would have been another one that uh that blaine rogers would have bought off me mm-hmm. and sent out to the wheeler family in california that like, cast yes, always been a uh, to be honest, I would have bought him out of Nebraska from a guy named Kurt Wolf.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he'd be another walks alone. I think I had more walks alone here than anybody in the country last year. Yeah. That's an older bull, but I really, really like some of them cattle. They got a, some shape to them, actually, and some some punch uh, is what I call it, and some natural bone density. Mm-hmm. I think them cattle can feed. They feed quite nice. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't scared to have any of those around. And no, it's a very good state fair season. And we're really excited about this set we got coming up, to be honest with you. We think we're as deep as we ever have been. We think there's eight to, you know, a dozen of them things that can go compete at a state fair and go to them throwdowns in Iowa and stuff like that, and Illinois especially.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and you, you know what it takes because you've been competitive there already.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was pretty confident in this, the group that we sold last year, and, you know, it's, it's hard to, being young and starting off in this deal kind of trying to sell these state fair quality cattle, you know, it's you got a lot of old guys to not old guys, but they've won a lot of shows and, you know, it's tough competing against them guys that are established in this deal. They know what they're doing and they've done it for a lot more years than you and you you really watch them and learn from them to be honest. That's the people you learn from. There's the people that are that are winning right now and consistently been doing it for a lot of years. That's who you try to learn from, I think, to try to get better and just take tricks of the trade i call it from them right yeah my grandpa he would have told me at a very young age it didn't come about me till i was in my later teens but use your ears twice as much as your mouth (laughs) and uh that's really come about in the past six or seven years to try and learn
0: right how many people could use that use your ears twice as much as your mouth i i could probably use that from time to time myself but uh
1: yeah, it didn't set to me when he started saying it when I was in my younger teens. By the time I got to 18, 19, I was like, okay, I kind of figure out what he's trying to say with this. You can probably learn a lot more if you just use them two ears instead of your mouth sometimes. Right. So that's what I've kind of always held in my head mm-hmm. nowadays.
0: Yeah. And you, we'll back up just a bit and, and kind of continue on just a bit too, but you've got some guys around there that have probably heard that as well that, that have helped out with, with finding these cattle and, and getting these cattle ready and things like that. And I want, to give you a, I want to give you some time to introduce those guys.
1: There's a crew behind making this operation run. I mean, it's Grant Malone, Todd Line, my uh, brother Dalton Line. Peyton even gets out there and helps on embryo days keep book. We're putting in, you know, 20 to 40 embryos a day back in the corral. Mm -hmm. My mom is, she's great, especially on picture days and we're having events to get stuff cleaned up and get food for everybody. She's always making sure everyone's well fed and got plenty of drinks because it can get hot out there working on these things. Right. But now, to be honest, Grant and I put a lot of, a lot of hours into these cows here, getting these cows ready clipped broke we cut all our own cattle here Mm -hmm. there's not a day where these we don't see these things we live with them to be honest with you and we get a little bit of a break when we're done ai and when them bulls go out Mm -hmm. for you know 45 to 50 days but boy i feel like it's 10 months out of the year (laughs) living with these things calving them out you know making sure them calves are healthy that's the biggest thing Right. when those cows have uh you know a bull calf with a broccoli head and stuff that's just the beginning keeping them things healthy in the spring as as much as this midwest weather can fluctuate around here right we were very very fortunate to have not very much sickness this year and there's been years where a guy can a guy can get down on himself pretty good you checked in things day in and day out and right. You know, when things get quick pneumonia, and about nothing you can do about it, and that's been tough some years to be honest with you. But this year we were very fortunate, knock on wood, to have some good health.
0: And speaking of the Midwest, you're in Seton, Illinois. Where where can we tell everybody that's at? Give them, let's give them some reference.
1: I points, usually tell I everybody it's about 35 to 40 minutes south of Davenport. Okay. Right along 80 is where a lot of people knew where Davenport is. They're off 80, so right. I uh, that's kind of where my pinpoint is to tell people. out oh, down forty minutes, just south of there. Okay, we're not too far from Galesburg either, off seventy four. I'd say about thirty minutes if you're ever going that way. Mm-hmm. That's another interstate that connects. And honestly, you get here, you get all the way here to highway. It's just two miles on gravel out here in the sticks. Okay, but we like to know who's driving down our roads.
0: <laughs> right, just uh, a lot of
1: traffic there in the fall, coming to look
0: at cattle, though,
1: right? It is a lot of yeah. It's it, it's been good so far. Very fortunate that. You know, people have heard about the set that we got here and just had a lot of interest already. This spring was was awesome, to be honest with you, all the people trying to buy stuff out of here, and I really just, I hate telling people no. I have a problem telling people no usually, but Mm -hmm. told all them guys no this year, and I was going to save all my tears that we would raised for our, our sale this fall, and Grant and I and Dad had agreed upon that. and. We're offering them in this September seventh sale, which we're really excited to actually, you know, let all them go this year. Have everyone a fair shot at them. Right. So
0: before we get to those guys, you've got a couple bulls that that you're using that you're promoting a little bit.
1: Yeah, There's a bull I would have bought from Dave Dewello this year in Oklahoma City. Uh, his name was actually Here We Go, and he was one of those bulls he had down there. He was in the corner. Uh, I'd really liked the bull. I liked his shape. Liked his rib cage. Like uh, like the angles that he had and how square he was for having as much shape that he had. I thought he was just really a cow changer is what I called him, to be honest. I guy could take him to some really extended-looking cows that were <laughs> square-hipped and flexible and thought he'd work very, very good on them. So we bought him, and I'd say I honestly will have about 40 to 50 of them things next year. Mm-hmm. I used him pretty heavy. I was very confident. I had a very good interest in him sold a couple hundred units of uh, semen that people they said they use their cane I know I had a couple guys come get more so mm-hmm. that was good that had actually seen the bull. I sold more semen on the bull actually while he was at stud than I was actually trying to peddle it myself just the people that actually laid eyes on the bull and seen how how he didn't melt like just from his his show feed fat people just you know display him and whatnot
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's just a true kind of a a club calf beef bull, to be honest, he's got plenty of muscle and rib, and his structure is still awesome and bone and hair, and mm-hmm. just really does a lot of good things when he's setting the motion on the bo- on it from a balance standpoint. Yeah. So I'm excited to have some of those. I have a lot of those next year out of these donors. Some of these steers selling, and I got a new bull I'm going to promote this year. He's a colored up little rascal, but I think he's got some very very unique pieces to to take to some cows and kind of be a another cow changer is what I call him viable if i think i can use them on my own cows i think i have enough cows you know i can take these bulls to and use them myself so i kind of believe in them that much that i can do that mm-hmm. i think they're that good
0: mm-hmm. and you told me earlier you kind of kept this new bull under wraps do you want to let us know his name and and a little more about him i got to see a video of him and boy this this rascal is good
1: i got two names for him actually still <laughs> okay. but i'm leaning towards one i call him uh, New Medicine. Okay. So I think it's a cool little name. I think it's pretty fitting for him. He's a he's a king of men, solid gold. He's actually I'm from a FAR embryo purchase there in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Down FAR. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows that I'm going to leave the uh, seeds in one of his offspring, but I should probably call him one of these days and <laughs> let him know. I just made that decision the other day, so.
0: Say, oh, by the way, Tom, this is what's going to happen, huh?
1: Yep. I decided not to cut him there the other day, and. I figured I might call him here sometime and tell him that.
0: Well maybe you'll maybe you'll hear about it on the podcast.
1: Really excited about seeing somebody's offspring about the here we go. That bull looks as good as he good as he honestly ever has just coming off cows there about oh, a month ago and I just put him back in with some cows here today actually to breed for some Junes. Mhm. I think that bull's got enough power and stoutness to breed for some southern uh black slicking cattle that I get enough of them Texas guys to come up that I think I can, you know, offer them guys a few of them. And aged ones Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and if you don't know the bull uh guys go to line show cattle on facebook and oh you got to go down just a little bit but uh there's a there's a picture posted of him there in february and uh boy he is really really neat got a few little videos down there on him and so uh, yeah go go check out here we go and uh watch for watch for progeny on him i'm sure
1: you know what's funny when you own a bull named here we go you never realize how many times people say "Here we go mm-hmm. <laughs> it is nuts, right. Me and Grant will just sit there and be looking at each other and you you hear a song or you see something on t v or you just see something that says "Here we go," and you just look at each other and it's it's honestly a, a daily occurrence several times a day sometimes
0: right but it's it's so catchy
1: we just get a kick out of it now because you know we see that bull every day and that's just funny to us
0: yeah yeah and very catchy and and he's a good one i'm as excited as i ever have been about breeding
1: season this year i i bred that bull to a lot of cows
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. i'm really excited it'll be real real smart or i won't look smart i guess (laughs) right that's the way i see it i'm a i'm a zero or hero kind of a guy though so Right, that's just the kind of the way I roll.
0: Right. Well, I sure think uh, I sure think if he produces like he looks, why you're sure gonna be sure gonna be in the hot seat.
1: I'm pretty pumped.
0: Well, AJ, uh, you ready to get into some of these sale cattle that we've got?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. If you are,
0: okay. Yeah, we uh, again we have got the the sale September 7th on SE Online Sales, and he's going to try to get those posted very soon, probably here before the before the podcast even comes out. Uh, have those posted on there so you can go on there and look at them uh, as we as we talk about them, or you can watch podcast video that we're going to put together here. Uh, if you're listening on on Podbean or Spotify or anything like that, why go to our our Facebook page before the bid, and and we'll have that uh, video up soon, or you can go to uh, Line Show Cattle, and I'm sure AJ is going to share it, and it's going to be all over there as well, and you can watch as AJ is going to talk about these cattle. Uh, that are in this sale here on september 7th so aj uh here we go man just go for
1: it <laughs> yeah so i'll uh i'll just go ahead and start off with honestly the angus steer. he's a primo a factor i would have bought from kirk bottom just here a few weeks ago i called kirk and we usually uh get the the bs back and forth about you know what commercial cattle are going to be bringing in and what these fat cattle are going to be selling for and when a guy needs to be selling his his uh, feeder cattle and kirk usually breeds a few uh cattle to primo and whatnot he's he sells a, a pile of commercial Angus bulls to be honest is what his his real business is but usually every year he'll have a couple steers and way i think he hit it out of the park this year to be honest with you he's honestly one of my most excited calves to to follow around all winter and into next year mm-hmm. just awesome structured his presence is a 10 out of 10 just the way he ties his neck on the top side of his shoulder mm-hmm. got hair hanging off his ears he's long hipped love his structure and his body shape just looks so practical and easy feeding to me mm-hmm. i just like this calf has a lincoln illinois steered his, Got a really really bright future, gonna be stout. Come here in a few weeks. He come in. I just weaned him off the cow there and took him straight off there and halter broke him and he broke pretty easily. I think in two more weeks that calf is going to absolutely explode and he's done it already. To be honest, out of any he's he's put on more weight than anything for being here just ten days. So I'm really excited to follow that one around.
0: Right. Well, want to make sure we we get the tag number. What's his what's his tag number? Seventy six. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I just scroll right over here to tag 77, and i called it kind of called him uh motley crew his mm-hmm. whole life. You just look at his color, and it just looks kind of wild to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a pretty sad little story. That the, the day before I went to reflush this cow, she would have died on a Wednesday, and I was going to reflush her on a Thursday, this same way, and work make more embryos out of this uh, this same mating. This is like here I am, gold mine, out of a purebred Simmental cow, but. I think, is just dressed to the nines, to be honest with you.
0: Boy, he is just super cool.
1: neck and presence and length of spine square out through his hip. He's got big just circumference of bone and rib cage. just looks so easy feeding, especially for this stage of the game. I mean, I just think this cap has got a world of potential. I'd love to see this calf in Iowa, to be honest, because he bleeds uh, that 50% of tall, which they have to be a show out there, but... Mm -hmm. you know as long as he goes to a good family i'm excited for this one's future i think he can make a knock at a lot of shows this winter and uh be ultra competitive to go to cooler next summer and feed as a fat steer Mm -hmm.
0: one one thing i'm looking at him and and really like i mean this guy moves like a jungle cat man
1: oh you ought to see is there's a moving picture of him here did you see that one
0: i'm looking at at those videos you sent me Yeah. yeah
1: oh yeah you're looking at the videos there's a picture too that uh John Reeser would have done my pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. He's as good as there is. I think he just would have done these yesterday and mm-hmm. got him back today. He's quick mm-hmm. and he just does an awesome job. He's so patient in the picture pen mhm, yeah, yeah, I think that that one's just presence and the way he gets around like a cat, yeah, yeah,
0: we'll have that on the on the video for sure. He's a smoker,
1: he has got some big, big circumference bone on him, mhm. That's what I'm big on. I like. I just like them big bone rascals. I like his skull shape too. He's not like a long headed. one. he's got some width between his eyes, just that's going to tell me he's going to feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of read him like a pig there, but I read these things more like a pig than pig and sheep than more more what a guy would think. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I like doing that. Right. Well,
0: that's that's tag seventy-seven. You got another chromed up one there on tag seventy-eight.
1: Yeah, that's a, a no guts. No glory on a Fu Man and Shoe Cal. That's a, that's a really, really good calf. Just bulky is what I call him. With an ultra good presence. Mm-hmm. Really ties his neck high, to the top side of his shoulder. Round ribbed. Square hip. That calf's got big, another one's got big, big bones on him. Mm-hmm. And just cool color. Just, just an attention getter, to be honest with you. I call him Dotsy. He's got, uh, if you look there on the, on the inside of his legs, He's got black dots there everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: can only see two of them in his picture, but if you really get behind him, he's got just perfect little white, I mean, black circle docked on him. Mm-hmm. I call him Dopsy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I really like that calf. I see him more as a Kansas City to a later State Fair one, but that's a really good calf to feed on.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Next one would be uh, Tag 79. That's a big, stout State Fair steer. Just. Ultra good-looking. I don't know how you make that rib cage any bigger. I mean, rear end any square, bigger, sound legs, just a really, really – I think that one at early shows is really going to be tough. hmm And I think, honestly, you shoot that one for uh, an early uh, – one of them county fairs or an early state fair, I think, where he goes, he fits in really good. I'm not going to say that calf's going to hold till Kansas City or anything like that. He's big, and he's ready to roll. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good feeding steer. I love I love so many things about that thing. I bred that cow back the same way. I'd like that calf since the day he was born.
0: Right. I can understand why.
1: I'm sure Matt will be happy with me when he sees that one float up and sees out of his bull. Mm hmm. Sure. Next one, uh, I'll talk. There's a gold one in here. There he is.
0: 81.
1: Tag 81. I think that calf has got ultra good running gear. He's kid broke angles are absolutely perfect short backed, square hip that one's going to be a really fun one to feed for someone mm-hmm. I see that one being really really competitive at a state fair next year especially on like a dirt surface mm-hmm. really hoping that calf goes to you know Ohio Indiana Iowa something like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: that one's ultra cool
0: smoke colored steer just like him won Indiana this time so
1: you betcha they just look so good on them dirt I think
0: mm-hmm and he, yeah, you look down through the whole line of yours, and, and boy, you pick him out pretty quick. Uh, one because of his color, and two because you got a great there's picture. One gold
1: one, and there's a silver baldy on there. they be about and the, oh, there's a there's another golden white one. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a bunch of colored ones. I forgot how many we even pictured that day. <laughs> they kept bringing them into the wash rack, and they'd blow them out, and then bring them into the clipping area, and we just keep clipping them and sending them out there. All right. Well, you did quite well on them. Yeah, it was a busy day. It was a busy day there yesterday. It was fun, though. I like doing that. We had a great crew together. A couple kids there from Blackhawk and Zach Colbert. Yeah, another one is that 84 steer. I like that calf quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Rockle-headed one. I think that calf, you can't, if you look at his picture, you can't paint him any better from the side. Mm-hmm. Just the way his, his head and presence is up the way through his jaw line, the way his chest floor sits into him the angle to his scapula there. Another one, just really good rib for this stage of the game and really, really flexible, clean-jointed, square hip, and you can't hate the, the broccoli on him.
0: Right, he sticks out.
1: So I got four of those full sibs here. He'd be the only, I'd probably I'd call him state fair size one, but there's three more that I think are Kansas City to... Even them down south shows they would work awesome for because they're big and they're stout little rascals. Uh, That pedigree works awesome. I'll have a bunch of them next year again. Mm -hmm. That's another cow I put a lot of faith into. Those are here. I am uh, smoking Joe Mm Ollies. That cow's done a really really good job. Mm -hmm. I I have a pile of them. That silver Baldy there next to him, I think, as good and as burly of a State Fair steer as you'll find. Mm
0: -hmm. That's tag eighty five.
1: Yep, that's Tag 85. That's an In God We Trust. Just humongous ribbed, big square pinned, big ended, and he's a silver baldy on top of it. That's just another one. Awesome, I think.
0: And how many of the In God We Trust have been winning everything, too?
1: Oh, they feed so good, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You about just let them eat all their life and – also uh, I'll I'll have a lot more of them cattle next year. I, I think those cattle are doing very, very good things right now, just in terms of their practicality and their rib and their foot size and their bone density.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm real big fans of that. They put plenty of shape into them. I really like the way that bull breeds on some of my cows here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll have a lot more of those next year and definitely have a few more of these.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like him too if he'd spit those out.
1: That cow's foot is... It's always bigger footed as big a foot anything in the sale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is absolutely incredible. It, he was sitting there on the wash rack earlier, and I actually took a video of him. And it just blows my mind how good that calf looks wet. Mm-hmm. Another one is that, uh, and that's tag. That's tag 85.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other one is tag 88. I like that calf a good deal. Mm-hmm. That's a win and out out of our 6.99 donor. Him and tag 89 would actually be maternal sibs if you. You're looking at them on the picture, so you can scroll back and forth real quick. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those two would actually be sibs. Eighty-eight is a win and out uh, Judgment Day, which we call our six ninety-nine donor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and six ninety-nine would actually be a uh, Judgment Day. Really windy cow. We would have bought there from originated from Ben Danner over there in Muscatine, Iowa. There'll be a lot of calves next year out of that cow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just an absolute freak, and I think. She's actually a PH carrier, so we take her to these TH bulls, and it knocks them out of the park. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited on them two sibs. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth on which one I like. It's honestly a toss-up for me each day. I think they're both so different in the way a guy feeds them and where, where a guy takes them things too also. But mm-hmm. I'm big, big fans of them. I'll have a dozen of them calves next year out of that donor. Mm-hmm. I just thought so much of them calves and Grant and I thought so much of them calves when they were young and we decided we needed to make a bunch more of those deals. Mhm.
0: I would too. Look at their look at their videos, look at their pictures yeah. and yeah, I don't blame you a bit.
1: Well, you have years where it's you don't have ones that look like these, you know, it's we're very fortunate this year that we are starting to figure a lot of these cows out and what they need bred to and You know, you just keep kind of repeating that and trying to make them better, like I said, year in and year out. We always go look at the bulls that we use on these cows before we go through breeding season and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, this stuff just didn't happen overnight. You know, we've been kind of putting our heads together now for several years trying to make some of these things. And the white heifer. That tag ninety heifer. If you if you scroll over to her real quick,
0: mm-hmm. I was hoping you weren't going to skip all those heifers.
1: No, I think that one's <laughs> It's unique to it's 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 humbling to be able to raise one like that, mm-hmm. that looks like that, and have that type of rib cage. And I call her very diverse in where she can go and show at. I see her actually showing as a composite female this winter and being very competitive and. I think a guy can gauge her for that composite deal next summer and do the same thing or, you know, feed her a little different and take her and show her as a market heifer in Iowa. Mm-hmm. That one's got enough pin width and rib cage and just extras in terms of hair and bone that she can really go and do whatever. And I really hope she doesn't get her – that's why I get scared showing her if she goes to Iowa or something like that as a market heifer and getting her head cut off. I think that one's breeding value is absolutely through the roof. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you say, you don't, uh, you know, it's whoever buys her, but that one can make some stuff one day, I think, can be very, very valuable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She's out of best cows. We sell every calf that cow's ever had mm-hmm. since we've bought her, so she's always a home run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of depends on what you need on this one. I, I absolutely agree. She looks so versatile. Um, oh. Yeah, and do you feed her feed her one way? And, and puppy and... dog,
1: just puppy dog broke too. Uh-huh. That's great. So, that was one. She didn't break too hard. She was two or three days, and she was like, okay, I'm done. I'm over this.
0: <laughs> I, I want to be a show cow.
1: Yeah, about, I think about the second day time, I had her on the wash rack, and she uh, she was a big fan of the fans and getting washed and cleaned up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can imagine how dirty them white ones are after coming in and off pasture and whatnot. Right. It's uh, it's exciting to get them ones cleaned up for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Same way with them steers. It was exciting getting them just some colored ones and even the black ones cleaned up for the first time just to see, you know, what you really got under there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's been exciting just to see how these things have changed. Absolutely. Yeah, I know another one. I like that Angus heifer a, a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just great looking, big, soggy-bellied, great running gear. Feet and legs are awesome on that one. Mm-hmm. And bred good, too. She's an insight round table first class.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: She's tag 93. Yep, tag 93 on that one. Right. Just a really, really good heifer. Then there's another heifer. Here she is, tag 83. That's one you got to come see in person. That one will shock you in person. Just her flexibility, and I think that one actually is a really, really, really good bread. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody she's going to go win prospect shows, but I think if someone sticks with that one and feeds her as a bread heifer, I think she's really special. Mm -hmm. She changes a lot when you get a halter on that one. I don't know too many shows where they show loose. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Right, but she sure got the pieces.
1: Yeah, for sure. They grow into them ends and sammy's deal mm-hmm. no I'm excited about that one absolutely this wholesale group i honestly is they're as deep as what we've ever offered i think that the county fair level stock are as deep as what they've been all the way up to the consistency of our of our state fair level scares i think there's you know eight to ten of them things that are can be really really competitive and you know I kind of try to gauge some of the families that are coming in they're like hey we just want a county fair skier and I say, well, have you seen this one, this one, this one? Because mm-hmm. they aren't looking to spend, you know, the ten, fifteen thousand like some of those state fair families are. And but I really, I really get after start trying to win some of them county fairs. I'm a, I'm a kind of a kid at heart and competitive, and mm-hmm. I really do like trying to win them things.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It's
1: fun for families, you know. So.
0: Right. You always want to win your county fair. Yeah, and I think you it, from from what I know uh, and and what I can see on on videos and pictures, why they sure uh, sure a competitive set here at, at any level
1: that yeah. anybody wants to play. Some days I think dad uh, dad wasn't a fan of uh, us wanting to fit him and whatnot just because he thinks it takes a little more time. But boy, I think then things look extra good when you just put a little bit of glue in their hair and mm-hmm. you know just pull them legs a little bit, and do their tail head, and pull them in and take your time on them, fitting them and clipping them. Mm-hmm.
0: You sure have them looking, looking super here for the videos and, and pictures and things. So, yeah, make sure you guys check that, check the podcast video out. Uh, go see those on SC Online Sales and uh, look at look at the great set that that line show cattle has here. So,
1: yeah, we're excited about them for dang sure. We're uh, I'm really excited, Grant and our Grant and I are to follow these things around this winter and next summer
0: now so so you guys do kind of you run some uh customer service there with those and and you'll go and and help these guys all that they possibly can and, and do some fitting on these as well
1: oh absolutely we we stay in very good touch with all the people that buy cattle from here we're oh heck we're gone about every weekend in the winter and and such and what well, about I feel about the only break a guy gets is during selling season, not going to shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, in May, that's about the only time. But I feel like the Junior national start up there in June, and there's uh, there's prospect shows that run in all into April now. And right, you know it's tough. It's tough, caving out two hundred and some cows here, and having that much, having as much money as a guy does wrapped up in these embryos that we have here. Mm-hmm and AI and these cows, you know, you want to stay home and baby them and make sure everything's okay and go into shows. But we, uh, we dedicate going to shows every weekend in the winter and, you know, following customers around some, I mean, there's sometimes where, you know, you can't make it to every single one where you got three or four calves at one show and you got one calf at a show eight hours away. And, mm-hmm. you know, but we always try to find somebody to, to help them families out. We have plenty of friends that we've met through, you know buying cattle from and I know me and Grant have met plenty of people through going to college and just buying and selling cattle that we always try to make sure them cattle are fit at shows our customers at least Mm -hmm. trying to help them out as much as we can is in feeding I have I have customers send me videos of cattle every single day Mm -hmm. every single day in the summer it doesn't it doesn't bother me because you know I'm trying to help them guys out feed them things to a T and be as competitive as what they can be
0: right right because that's only going to help you and help them as well
1: yeah exactly i mean you know i i don't sell these things to try and lose (laughs) right we're we're selling these things we're selling these things to go win i i hate to say it i got a competitive backbone in me that uh and i know we, we all do It's just the way my dad is the way i was raised and grant's competitive too we're we like to win i mean you know sometimes you don't have the best one it shows, and you tip your cap and say, "Hey, you know congrats to you you gotta be a you gotta be a good winner in this deal i think is the main thing mm-hmm. you gotta be a good winner and a good loser mm-hmm. i mean a good loser you gotta be a good loser is what i meant to say right right you gotta be a good loser in this deal right and uh you know i you try not to be as bi- you can't be biased either you gotta look at everyone's stock the same even this way as yours, and you know I really try to do that and yeah, you can't ever be mad about losing and winning and stuff. I think people get too wrapped up in that, you know?
0: Right. When what they need to do is just go home and keep working, right? Exactly. Right, because next time, next time you're going to have another judge and another opinion. They're
1: for a show every weekend I tell families.
0: Right. No, speaking of judges, you we talked just a little the other day when when we were talking to get this thing put together and and something that you kind of wanted to hit on here and and we've kind of saved it towards the end, uh, the the two panel judging.
1: Yeah, we talked about some ideas that uh, you know a lot of guys talk on the phone and whatnot about you know buying the people that buy and resell cattle and there's just been a lot of guys talking now about you know a lot of these state fairs and stuff these higher caliber shows you know. That, uh, just that sometimes they wish there was a two panel judge system and stuff like that and, or even a three panel, you know, you, you always maybe, uh, just think about what a, what a guy could do out there just to conversate with another person, you know, just talk about the cattle that are being sorted. And, you know, I think that's something to talk about at these state fairs. I mean, these two, even two panel judges, I know me and Miles Tinius had a, a good long conversation about it the other day and. You know, he's a very, very bright, uh, well-spoken, young livestock enthusiast here uh, here in Illinois, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get to talking about some ideas sometimes. And, you know, we were talking about that and just even someone to talk to. Right. Some of these main judges. He was talking to someone in San Antonio that was saying they they uh, hire an older, an older gentleman to judge a show and then hire a younger gentleman to be his associate. Mm-hmm. And they don't even do that to do the age difference. They they do it to boost the confidence of the uh, the older judge just to be able to talk to somebody, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. something like that. I think that's kind of cool. Just from a psychological standpoint, I think that's something that's uh, very, very interesting to think about. I mean, I know I like talking to, you know, Grant and Todd here about what we see in these cattle and, you know, what we're kind of seeing and breeding and whatnot, what we're seeing when we're out on the road and picking stuff up. and whatnot so right that's very, it's very uh healthy to communicate about what you're seeing and i think that's something we that can maybe be touched on in these show rings
0: mm-hmm. right
1: just getting another person depending just to look at stuff and you know hey did you see this hey did you see that stuff like that
0: right I do. I do just a little bit of a little bit of county fair judging uh, here and there. Yeah. And, and yeah, I know what you mean. You're out there all by yourself, and it it's kind of like, boy, it sure would be nice to just to bounce this idea off of somebody. Or or did I see this? Yeah. Just to
1: conversate with another individual. You know, you're out there. You see a lot of them judges out there making a decision by themselves, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of us uh, that I've talked to, lately you think it'd be it's something to toss around? It's a it's an idea to toss around.
0: Right absolutely
1: and i hate to say it i mean a lot of guys want it because of the political the political standpoint of the deal which i understand that and that's that's another i'm not saying that's not a healthy point to add about the whole conversation i'm glad you added that yes yes i mean that's i hate that aspect of this show cattle deal but Mm -hmm. that's something that you see more than more than what you'd like and I agree with some of those people that have brought the idea up and ran it by me and seen what I thought about it and mm-hmm. i I hate to say it, but I have to agree with them, mhm, right, yeah, I won't be around the bush and say no that you don't see it happening
0: a j line going out there and speaking the truth, right, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I well, guess well, we appreciate that on uh before the bid so uh we like the truth and, and people to tell it and not that you it like see it it and not
1: even that you see it a whole lot but mm-hmm. uh you know you just uh you like everyone to have a fair shake
0: absolutely so. agree so aj anything else we need to talk about here about the the line show cattle sale here on sc online sales on september
1: 7th oh boy i just think honestly you come look at the cattle you'll appreciate it even more than what you do in the pictures and videos and there's uh there's about 30 to 40 other ones running around here that are for sale private.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that'll be throughout the fall. To be honest, I, uh, I do about a 10 to 14 day tour out West and go buy some stuff out there and bring back and sell. A lot of those will be, you know, big stout state fair, county fair ones to, to go show. And I re- we really, I talked to Colby Tabor tonight on the phone, which is our, our, uh, show circuit rep for the sale coming up. And, you know what he kind of said really hit me hard and it's, it's something I really tr- we really try to focus on here you just won't find one that you don't think's not sound out there I mean we really try to hit on structure and you try to make the most of a freak that you can mm-hmm. but keeping them sound and and making a and making a fast steer too you know you want them to be pack as much muscle and rib cage and look into one as you can but those ones that win in the long run—it's you don't find a crippled one winning very often.
2: Right. So,
1: so that's another thing. We we try to keep these cattle sound and as fault-free on their feet and legs and and their joints as we can possible. So that's really that's really I hold something high to a lot of cattle that we bring in here mm-hmm. and that we raise. That they're trust me, I've got a few back in the pasture that I just won't sell because there, there's a few that aren't sound enough, you know, and they can stay back in the pasture and they can go, uh, get fed like a commercial piece of livestock, you know? And I just think that's the way to go about this deal. Sell sound ones. And I think you're a lot better off starting off that way. Right. Absolutely agree. That was something that really hit me hard tonight when he called me like that. He was like, they're all just in their own right. Good structured." Mm-hmm. That was really exciting to hear from another guy's opinion. You like I said, I love to hear people's opinions and stuff you know i don't I don't want to be we don't want to be barn blind here. We love people's opinions and hearing what they have to say and hearing what they've seen at other places and right very open minded people we me and Grant are always listening and trying to learn maybe trying to find a little mud hole here and there where this came, calf came from and this and that mhm so yeah, we go around to about a well I'd say we've been to eighty to a hundred places
0: mhm,
1: wow. Digging through and picking through some of these, and boy, there's days where you drive and you go to six, seven, eight, ten places and don't find anything. And there's days where you go somewhere and you hit a gold mine. (laughs) We need a bigger trailer, right? We need a bigger trailer, and you can't get the trailer there fast enough to go pick them up.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely.
1: It's unfortunate some days when you're three or four hours away from home, you find a rock star. You want to go get him so bad, but you don't have a trailer attached. Right. You got to make another trip like the next day or two to go get him. Yeah. I've had to do that a few times. Right. And I'm about to just start tugging the trailer along wherever river I go. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Heck, I've been driving and just stopped on the side of the road because I thought they looked like show people and found out whose they were and peeked over and bought one.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's neat. So that's been pretty, that was, those are pretty cool little deals. Right, when that happens, it don't happen every day,
0: and that's when good stories come. Like when you find one on on Facebook for fifteen hundred and ends up winning the Missouri State Fair. Right?
1: Yep, that was pretty cool. There ain't, I mean, they ain't all like that. Trust me.
0: Right. Well, AJ, well, appreciate you uh, responding to Brandy and and her invitation, and appreciate uh, helping me get this thing put together. And and uh, you've been willing to come on and and talk about the line show cattle, talk about the sale here on September seventh on SC. And uh, again, uh, just want to want to wish you a lot of luck with that sale. And I'm sure we'll be watching it and and uh, seeing how these things go.
1: Cool. Thank you, sir. It's been fun.
0: All right, appreciate it very much. And, again, Line Show Cattle from uh, Seaton, Illinois. They've got a sale September 7th, SC Online Sales. Go check it out. Check out the podcast video if you're listening to this, uh, just the podcast. Well, go check out the podcast video and go check out these cattle on SC. So we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.